Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. It is your leadoff hitter, Andrew Zimmel, talking to you today after a humongous win in the Big 12 Championship. A 12-5 win over the Oklahoma State Cowboys makes your TCU Horn Frogs the champions of the Big 12. Welcome back to the winner's circle, am I right? Got a lot to talk about. As we get into it, I want to remind you, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you get the Hypnotoad podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. If you use Apple Podcasts, be like my friend. So he said to me, everybody's got a podcast. I'll check yours out. I got a little bit of time doing a drive for Memorial Day. Checked out my podcast, and he said, I'm going to leave a review because I always hear you talking about those koozies. If you want to leave a review, leave one on Apple Podcasts, uh, screenshot it, Send it to the big boss, Pete Mundo, at heartlandcollegesports.com. He, anyway, he's writing a review, and he's reading them, and he said to me, wow, people actually really like your content. The only people who don't like it seem to be Georgia Bulldog fans. Shocker, right? So anyway, he left a review. He got his koozie. You can leave a review. You can get your koozie, Heartland College Sports koozies. As we get into Memorial Day weekend, it's officially summertime. Get your koozie today. Leave a review. All right, let's talk about this TCU tournament run. A month ago, if you would have told me that this team was going to win the entire thing, I would have called you crazy. We talked about the pitching. We'll get a, a soundbite here from their coach here in a minute uh, talking about the pitching and the the overall rotation that they had going into this tournament. I would have told you you were crazy. Think about all those sleepless nights we had. Think about all those times we came on the podcast on a Wednesday afternoon and told you Here's who's coming to TCU for football. The coaches are doing a great job bringing in women's basketball players. We're trying to rebuild that program from essentially scratch. And the baseball team, they're giving us uh, aneurysms. They're giving us heart palpitations. We're pulling our hair out. We're losing our hairlines thanks to the lack of pitching this squad has, the, the lack of timely hitting this team has. How do they keep running into teams who are ahead of them in the standings and losing, right? Talked about all of this. They came into the tournament as a four seed, and I told you last week, I said to my, I said to you guys, hey, huge game, huge win against Kansas State. A 16-3 win in seven innings to start off the tournament. I hate Kansas State. You know I hate Kansas State. You should hate Kansas State. No TCU fan should like Kansas State. That is the premier rival in the conference now. Pick up a book, pick up a magazine, listen to the podcast. We're all telling you the same thing. Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the conference. This is the TCU-Kansas State rivalry. Is it pretty? You know, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a bloodbath. Other times it's a goal line stand, okay? This is the program that we root against as Horn Frog fans. So to see the Horn Frogs whip their ass. A 16-3 win on Wednesday. Four versus five, TC the four seed. In seven innings, I felt really good. I felt a little... Bubbly inside. And then I told you, hey, guess what? That was the entree. Here's the dessert. Eight seed Kansas took down Texas six to three. So we're not playing big bad bob horns, okay? We're playing Kansas. We're taking down a team that the baseball program was legit this year. It was a solid team. It's not what you're writing home about. They're the eight seed in the regular season. They're a team that got swept in conference by TCU. And guess what? Guess what? 
14-4 win in eight innings against Kansas on Thursday, just like I told you. Just like I said was going to happen. Oh, and by the way, Kansas State, they beat number one seed Texas as well. So Texas loses two games. They're done. The number one seed in the tournament over by Thursday. Two days in the tournament. Number one seed done. Did it help ratings? Who cares? Who cares about ratings? The only people who care about ratings are people who sit behind big oak desks and count their money. Okay, They're like Scrooge McDuck. Those are the only people who care about ratings. Fans, fanatics like you and me, we don't care about ratings. We just want to see good baseball. We want to see our teams win. I don't care if I'm watching on one of those box TVs in the back of a prison cell just as long as I get my horn frogs, okay? I don't care about ratings. Kansas State, they take down Kansas, and they move on, okay? TCU, on Saturday, huge game. Another matchup against Kansas State. Now, to beat a good team once is hard. To beat a good team twice is near impossible. Well, call Tom Cruise because they went in on Mission Impossible and they got it done. A 6-3 win on Saturday morning. And I don't know how TCU continues to get these early morning games. I'm just shocked by it. Help me out because I got to see the majority of it before I had to go do my uh, day job. But I got to watch the entire game. TCU again. The hitting was there. A 6-3 win isn't a 16-3 win. This was the only game that had a semblance of drama. So if you're one of those fans that likes to have the heart palpitations, congratulations. Saturday morning was a game for you. You had your uh, your Wheaties, you had your glass of orange juice, and you watched TCU beat Kansas State. The game of the season, everything on the line. Oklahoma State took down Texas Tech on Saturday to end up in the championship game. And in this one, it was all TCU from the start. The bats were on fire. And on the broadcast, I didn't get the names of the two guys that were doing play-by-play. I personally don't really care all that much for the college baseball play-by-play scene currently, the way that ESPN has it set up. Most of the time, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm doing something else. I'm taking my own notes. I'm not really listening to the broadcast. But today, I did. I listened to the broadcast, and they were talking about TCU playing all of these early morning games because that's what they had to do. For whoever was scheduling it, they said, guess what, TCU fans? Check out of the hotel early and then have to recheck back in. 9 a.m. on Wednesday, 9 a.m. on Wednesday, 4 p.m. on Thursday, didn't play Friday, Saturday, 9 a.m. game, finally got an evening game, a 5 p.m. start to that uh, thrashing of the Cowboys today. They were mentioning, my point is, they were mentioning that a lot of times the TCU hitters, they still got sleep on their eyes. They still have that little bit of haze. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. You don't really know where you're at. You just know, I'm using muscle memory to end up on the john. They said that's a lot of time what the hitters were having to do, right? Yeah, you got a little, a little tired. You're probably trying to get your full eight hours of sleep. The coaching staff really can't harper or... Uh, really hit you late into the night talking about, like, hey, in a 3-2 count, this is what you need to be looking for. They really can't do that because they got to get up early in the morning go do BP. A 5 p.m. start means you got a lot of day to work with. So this is a TCU team that was fully awake. Now, I don't know how much I buy into that. I don't think I buy into it very much at all. But it's a good storyline, so I'm going to relay it to you. I think it's a good story. I don't buy into it, though. But if I want somebody to buy into narratives, I would buying into that one because the TC bats were on fire early. It took them just a couple of swings. Here is how it started. TC goes up three or it goes up 
three up, three down in the first inning. In the fourth, my boy Anthony Silva. I've been telling you about this kid all year. I said this is a guy who should be freshman of the year, a freshman of the year candidate. He made the Big 12 freshman team, did not win freshman of the year. I think it was a, a mistake. Other people... Well, he ended up with an RBI in the uh, second inning. That got TCU started on a uh, RBI single, two for four on the day with a walk as well. And the player that really jumped out was uh, Boyers, who hit a three-run shot in the second inning. That was a four-run second, a four-run third, and at that point it was just game over. Eight to two, TCU led going into the fourth inning. And like I, I mentioned earlier, TCU fans, if you're looking for drama... This was not the tournament for you, right? If you were looking for drama, this wasn't the tournament for you. For the rest of us who like to see our teams win, win handily, I was talking to a buddy the other day, and he was asking me, would you rather have your team lose by a lot or lose on a last-second shot, right? Which is the worst of those? And I flipped on him and said, what's better? Do you like to have your team win by a ton, where in the third quarter you already know, hey, my basketball team, there's no way that the team's coming back in the fourth. It's statistically impossible, right? Or improbable, at least. For a baseball team, would you rather have your team score eight runs in the first three innings, and then you can just kick your feet up, pop open the bag of chips, get another light beer going, and just chill, just relax? Or do you want it to be a back-and-forth game, a pitcher's duel, a game that lasts an hour and a half, two hours, because it's three up, three down, three up, three down, you're small-balling it in the seventh trying to get guys across the plate? Personally, for me, give me the blowouts. Give me TCU winning by seven runs. I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Monday for you, okay? I love that. Now, a lot of things went into it, right? TCU's bats, they finally are working at the uh, perfect time, they finally had a, a game where it felt like, or I should say, multiple games in a row where everybody was kind of doing their thing. Davis today, three for five with three RBIs. They had multiple guys. Let's see. Five players, six players, had at least one RBI in this game for TCU. You're not getting that in the regular season. The tournament is really where this Horn Frog team put it together, and partly because the pitching. I said all year, the pitching staff was giving me anxiety. This was a team in the preseason, I told you. Hey, the Sylvia kid is a freshman. He plays baseball in San Antonio. I played my baseball in San Antonio. I can tell you, those SA kids, they know how to hit the ball. But the pitching staff got some concerns. I got some worries. Here's head coach uh, Kirk Salos on uh, the hitting as well as the pitching in this tournament for the Horn Frogs? I think there was a lot of factors. You know, I think, um, you know, starting pitching started to be a little bit more solidified and, you know, give us opportunities in terms of getting deeper into baseball games. And then I think our bullpen kind of found itself in terms of roles. And then it never hurts that, you know, you have an offense that starts to click and run the offense the way Coach Bruce loves to run it. And, uh, you know, I just think it's at the beginning of the year, we would play, you know, we would hit well, we wouldn't pitch. We would pitch well, we wouldn't hit. It was just kind of, we never got on track. And when you play a really good schedule like we did, you don't really have a breather to maybe catch your breath to maybe get that organized so that you can play all three facets of the game um, at a high level. The Big 12 was one of the best baseball conferences. It was the third best on RPI in the league this year, in the, in the country this year. 
So he's right when he says that TCU never really had that chance to kind of catch their foot and catch their breath, figure out what's next, right? This TCU team is the one we thought we were going to get the entire season. This is the TCU team that when we said they had a chance to win the Big 12 championship, the regular season championship, this was the team we were thinking we were getting. Clearly didn't, right? 16 runs on Wednesday, 14 runs on Thursday, 12 runs on Sunday. Double-digit runs in three of the four games they play. Now, I can tell you right now, TCU fans, if you think you're going to get this against Vanderbilt, if you think you're going to get this in a couple weeks against another perennial team that's in the College World Series, I would call you optimistic. Wouldn't call you crazy. I'd call you optimistic. I don't think that the bats are going to work like this in two weeks. I just don't. I think that baseball is a streaky sport. But here's the thing. TCU's finally on a hot streak. They're finally in a situation now where they're winning multiple games. They won two games against Kansas State, a rival. Two games against Kansas State. And two blow, well, a blowout win and then a 6-3 win. But hey, the 6-3 win, you beat a good team twice, I'll take it, right? What does this mean for the Horned Frogs as they continue to go through, right? What does this mean as the, uh, the regional will be at Oklahoma State? It's going to be in Stillwater. Can TCU make this run continue? I uh, was reading our guy over at uh, harlancollegesports.com. You can go over there and read all about TCU athletics as well as the rest of the Big 12 Conference. Derek Dirk, or Derek Duke, correction, Derek Duke over there. And he made a really good point. He was talking about can the TCU run continue? A perfect 4-0 record. If you told everybody in March that this team was going to do this, they would have called you crazy. Right now, they're under the radar. If you're on the TCU bandwagon today, congratulations. Welcome to the resistance. Because we've been on this thing for a minute. We've been saying that this team is good enough to win games if given the opportunity. Right? If they put themselves in opportunities, they can win games. They used four pitchers today to uh, get the win against Oklahoma State. That was uh, Hoover, Savage, uh, Fraser, and Wright. Right? Ends up, uh, well, I guess Hoover gets the win. Two innings pitched, two hits, two earned runs. But he only pitched two innings. It was a 4-0 lead, and then TCU never looked back. So he gets the win today, but only two innings pitched. They had to kind of hobble-podge together, hop-podge together because of the pitching that they used early in the tournament. I was kind of surprised that Oklahoma State looked as bad as they did. I thought that they would put a little bit more of a fight up. They scored three runs in the seventh, but got blanked in the eighth and ninth. So it kind of comes to a surprise to me that uh, an Oklahoma State team that looked good all year was a high seed coming into the tournament. They were the two seed coming into the Big 12 tournament. I, I was kind of surprised how dead they looked in this uh, this championship game. But there goes the difference between TCU and everybody else in the conference when it comes to baseball. There's only one other school that I can consistently say has the wherewithal to compete at this level. Historically speaking, they have the wherewithal to compete at this level that they'd never say die. Except in this year, where they turned over, they rolled belly up immediately. An armadillo without its shell. Just soft pink belly, and that was the Texas Longhorns, who were the number one seed coming in. They lost two games. It's shocking to me 
that that is how sad they went out. In fact, I would argue that every team in the Big 12 outside of TCU didn't really look ready to play. It's not a popular take. I don't think a lot of people are going to like it on the network. I don't think a lot of people are going to like it that it cover Big 12's athletics. I think TCU was the only team that kind of showed up ready to play. Because even Oklahoma State, who played in the championship game, they lost in the first game on Wednesday to Oklahoma, a 9-5 loss. TC was the only team that came to Fort Well, It was in Globe Life Park, so it was in their backyard. They should have shown up to play. But they were the only team that looked ready. They were the only team, when I watched these other Big 12 games, that looked ready to compete. Now, granted, you look around and you say, okay, you know, Kansas State, they took it out of Texas. Number 16 Tech took out Oklahoma, a 10-9 game. That was a competitive game on Thursday. But for the most part, a lot of these games are very one-sided. And I'll take it as a TCU fan. I'll take a one-sided game if my team is on top. But the Big 12 did not look ready to compete in this, in this tournament. And TCU was ready to compete. They've been there before. They know what it's like. That's why they're four-time champions in the past five years. That's why we're, they're one of the best teams. That's why we're one of the best teams in the Big 12. Where do we go from here? What does it mean? Well, we're recording this podcast Sunday night, so we don't quite know yet. We don't quite know yet what the NCAA baseball bracket will look like. But if you trust our friends over at D1 Baseball, which right now they feel like the premier spot when it comes to Division One baseball, thus the name, if you look at their website, they'll tell you what the field, of, uh, the field of 64 projection looks like. Now, right, this is a projection. We're recording this Sunday. So if things are wrong, you can tweet at me, at Andrew underscore Zimmel. You can follow me for TCU content as they go on this run. But don't get mad at me if some of these teams are where they think. Right now, TCU is projected to be the two seed in a very competitive, very competitive group. Wake Forest, TCU would be the two Iowa the three, Eastern Illinois the four. It's not bad. That's a pretty good one. Wake Forest competitive year after year. That would be the best team in that bubble. TCU, though, the hottest team in that bubble. And one of two teams to win their uh, conference. The other one being Eastern Illinois. They won the Ohio Valley Conference. Other Big 12 teams in the uh, projected twenty or uh, 64 bracket. Texas Tech in the Clemson bubble with Clemson, Connecticut Tech would be the three, Maine the four, looking also the Stillwater region, Oklahoma State the one after a running, uh, running up finish to TCU in the Big 12, Texas A&M the two, USC the three, Oral Roberts the four, Texas in the Stanford region, Stanford the one, Texas the two, UC Irvine the three, Santa Clara the four, which that's a pretty damn good one too. Charlottesville group, Virginia the one, West Virginia the two, Washington the three, George Mason the four. Another one is West Virginia was the three seed coming into the Big 12 uh, tournament. Coral Gables section, Miami, Oregon State the two, Oklahoma the three, Bethan Cookman, which you could give me a map, you give me a thousand guesses, I couldn't tell you where that is. Uh, So yeah, those are the other teams out of the Big 12, who are also projected to be in. So you're looking at about five bids from the uh, Big 12. The one that is going to get a lot of people angry, Kansas State, 
they right now are looking at as are looking like a team when you do first four in, first four out. They're right now projected as a first four out. So that's going to piss off a lot of guys in Manhattan, Kansas. I don't know what they're going to do about it. Write your congressman. The rest of us, Kansas State not making the tournament. Does it hurt the conference? Sure. Who the hell cares? TCU is in the Big 12 champions after a great win against Oklahoma State. Okay, That's where we're at right now. So, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to keep doing this podcast. Uh, we will hopefully bring another one for you this week. If not, we'll talk next week about uh, TCU baseball and as the big t- or the uh, NCAA tournament kind of kicks off some of the projections there and all that and more. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, yeah, looking good. Also, if you're somebody that likes to read books or magazines or just somebody that likes to have a physical print publication... Athlon Sports, I just saw it on the newsstands. I bought a copy. They put out their projections for the Big 12 this season. I'm going to do a quick one because it did piss me off. I did read it before we uh, had a Big 12 championship ring on our hands for the uh, TC Horned Frogs. So I don't want to, I'm not going to give it too much thought. I'm not putting a lot into, uh, into it. But I will say that Athlon. I'm not in love with the projections here. All right, here we go. We'll start at 14. These are these are the teams from 14 to 1 in the Big 12. 14, West Virginia. 13, Cincinnati. 12, Houston. 11, BYU. 10, Ohio State or uh, Iowa State. 9, UCF. 8, Oklahoma State. 7, Baylor. 6, Kansas. And here are your top five. Ready? Drum roll, please. Five, Texas Tech, projected at 7 and 5. Four, TCU, projected at 8 and 4. 6 and 4 in conference, or 5 and 4 in conference is the projection. Kansas State, 8 and 4. 6 and 3 with a win against TCU in conference. And this is where it's disgusting. This is where if you are with a child or a loved one, Cover their ears. This is this is gross. Oklahoma nine and four projected six and three in conference, and Texas. You could have guessed that. Texas number one projected at eleven and two, eight and one in conference. Absolutely disgusting. Awful job by the guys over at Athlon Sports. Uh, I cannot tell you how disappointed I am. How they they really undersold the TCU Horn Frogs. We'll talk about it next week. But I was really disappointed. Then TCU baseball won a game that I didn't have to stress about, and now I feel great. I'm on cloud nine. We'll talk next time. Remember, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast, and uh, send a screenshot of the rating on Apple Podcasts to the big boss, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, your Big 12 champions in baseball, TCU Horned Frogs, I'll see you around.